This is Hallway Chats, where we talk with some of the unique people in and around WordPress. Together, we meet and chat with folks you may not know about in our community. With our guests, we'll explore stories of living and of making a living with WordPress. And now the conversation begins. This is episode 44. Welcome to Hallway Chats. I'm Tara Clays. And I'm Liam Dempsey. Today, we're joined by Simon Ateba. Simon is a journalist, an editor, and publisher of Today News Africa on todaynewsafrica.com, a digital newspaper publishing from Washington, D.C., but focusing on Africa. He was forced to master and to love WordPress in order to thrive. Hey, Simon. Hi, Liam. Hi, Simon. We're so glad to have you on the show. Um, welcome. Can you tell us a little bit more about yourself? Yeah, thank you, Tara. I'm so happy to be here today. And thank you for having me. Thank you for inviting me. This is a big privilege. Uh, I know you have thousands of people you will have invited, but you, you decided to invite me, so I'm glad to be here. So my name is Simon Ateba. I was born in Cameroon in the French-speaking part of Cameroon. And in 2003, I traveled to Nigeria to learn English. And that's why I still have this French accent. Um, so I went back to Nigeria and then I learned English and I went to a school of journalism where I spent seven years. I first spent five years doing public relations and advertising, mass communication. And then I did a postgraduate diploma in public relations advertising. And after that, I worked for one of Nigeria's big newspapers and one of Nigeria's big news magazine. And so I was there for a couple of years until 2015, and I realized things were changing. People were no more buying newspapers. Everyone was reading online. And so I resigned and decided to form a digital newspaper that first that, you know, that was named after me. And in 2017, I I moved to the U.S. and I I relocated to Washington, D.C. And so I rebranded it and gave it the name Today News Africa on todaynewsafrica.com. That's so interesting, your journey from advertising into journalism. Uh, You studied journalism, though, right? So... um, can you describe for us a little bit your um, the environment for journalism in Nigeria and why you decided to come to the United States? Yeah, first of all, as I said, in 2000, I wasn't born in Nigeria. I was born in Cameroon. And in Nigeria, I went there because I wanted to study in English. I used to speak only French then. I didn't know anything in English. And so but I realized everything was coming from the English word. The computers were coming from the English word, the phone, technology, business. Everything was from either the U.S. or the U.K. And I said, you know what, maybe I need to learn English. And I looked for places where I could go. The only place I could really go was Nigeria. Because Cameroon and Nigeria have an agreement. You can travel from Cameroon to Nigeria without a visa. So, and you can stay there for three months. And after three months, you can renew. So I decided to go to Nigeria. And I got there, I learned English. And I started from the very basic. 
Happy, happy shall we be when we <laughs> You know, so it, it was really hard. And I remember going to the banks and trying to fill a form and no one could really hear me. And they gave me a form and they're like, you need to fill this. I wanted to open a bank account and I had money, but I couldn't fill the form. The word I couldn't really know was next of kin. And so they gave me this. They said, I asked them, what's next of kin? They said, but you don't know what next of kin is? I said, no, I don't know. Do you have a form in French? And they said, no, we don't have any form in French. <laughs> it was really hard. And I spent like an hour in the bank trying to fill the form. Eventually, I was able to fill the form and I decided to go back to school. So I went back to school and learned English. And I did one year studying English and going to all the churches, going to all the places. I did everything I could. Everywhere I knew that people were having a gathering. I would go there to listen to people, to, you know, try to be with people, know how people talk, hear people talk, hear people speak. And so after that, I went to sit for an exam to go to the School of Journalism in Lagos. And I passed, and eventually I was admitted, and I became the student president at the School of Journalism. And wow. I wasn't there. I couldn't speak English. And eventually, when I graduated in 2010, I was the best student in editorial writing. And that was like the most difficult course to do in the School of Journalism. And because you needed to write perfect English, you needed to think really well. And I was able to do it and I was given money for doing it. And so that was really something that was great. And eventually, because I became so successful and covered all the election and, and went to different places, I got a grant in 2015 from the Ford Foundation to do a report on Nigerian refugees in Cameroon and Chad. And when I got there, they arrested me and they accused me of being a spy for Boko Haram. And so I was jailed with uh, suspected Boko Haram terrorists. And it was really, you know, a hard time. I was there for almost a week and people were protesting everywhere in Cameroon, in Nigeria. Amnesty International issued a statement, Human Rights Watch, and so even though it was a sad situation, it gave me publicity to be able to make people to know who Simon Ateba was, mm. what he was doing. It was, it was then people got to know where I was born. There was an investigative journalist. I've done thousands of stories before, but it didn't really attract the attention that the, my arrest in Cameroon attracted. And, and because I became that popular, I became a, f a frequent guest on TV shows and people will ask me, tell us, how were you arrested? What did you eat there? Uh, did you feel like dying? Where, how was it? How many days? So I also learned to do a few interviews like the one I'm doing today with my African accent. Um, so it, it was something that brought me to the limelight. It was a sad event that brought me to the limelight, but he also, I learned a lot from it and he allowed me to, you know, they did a documentary, a TV documentary on me. Uh, I did like 50 TV interviews and radio interviews. I was everywhere because people were trying to understand 
what Boko Haram is and the situation in West Africa, terrorism, politics. So yeah, I've come a long way yeah. as a journalist. Mm -hmm. uh, but in 2015, I decided to, because people were no more buying hard copies, and I decided to leave and to form a digital newspaper. But I didn't know anything in WordPress. So I hired this guy from India and several of them, and I kept paying them, and I ran out of money. I didn't have money anymore, and they kept charging me for little things. I won't update a new plugin. They would tell me it would take a week. Uh, I needed to change the visual aspect of my website. They would tell me it would take two weeks, and it would take $200, $300. And so after some times, I couldn't pay them anymore. And I decided maybe I should learn this thing. I've learned English really well. I came from a place where I could speak only French. I didn't know anything in English. It took me years, but eventually I mastered it. So maybe I can learn WordPress. And that's how my journey into trying to learn, trying to understand and trying to master WordPress started. Wow. I know. <laughs> I, I really want to go back and hear about all the things that you've been interviewed about with your with your arrest, but I think we have to uh, we only have a half an hour. <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a lot there. Uh, <laughs> certainly one strain that I'm picking up on is is you're not afraid of challenges sure. and mm -hmm. and your ability to to persevere. That's uh that's quite a story, Simon. Thank you for sharing that with us. Thank you. So what, I guess, going back to the question of what brought you to the U.S., where were you, um, had you been here before, what, what brought you here? Uh, so that was quite a successful story. From this website I set, I set up in Nigeria, I, I began to have a lot of people who were reading me. Uh, I was having thousands and thousands of people going there. And so I established my my authority, people knew me because I was on TV. And in 2016, I went to the U.S. Embassy and decided to come and cover the U.S. presidential election. Everyone was talking about it. It was the first time we thought a woman was going to be president of the most powerful country on earth. And so it was a big thing for me. And I decided to come and cover it. And I decided to cover it in New York. But I had friends who live in D.C., and I knew all the accreditation. I could be here for some time because I came weeks before the election. And so in 2016, I went to New York to cover the presidential election. I went to Hillary Clinton's campaign headquarters. She thought that she was going to win. We thought that she was going to win. But as the night has the results that they're coming in, we realized she was not going to make it. And so even though I was supposed to be really fair and, you know, not really have, I wasn't supposed to take side or I needed to be remain objective, but I felt sad. So after the election, I decided to go back. And to also prepare, that was my first time in the U.S. And I've seen how things were being done here. I've seen how 
journalism was being practiced here, I've seen the freedom people had to take pictures, to um, interview people, to do so many things that we couldn't do under a dictatorial regime in Africa. And so I decided this, maybe this is the place I should really practice journalism. And I also knew that being in Washington, D.C., it was the right place because that's where you have all African heads of state, all African businessmen. That's where they come every day. And that's where I knew I would have access to them. People that couldn't meet in Africa, people, heads of state and ministers and businessmen and religious leaders that I couldn't have access to in Africa, I've had access to them here. Because, um, you know, when they come here is, they don't have all the security men around them. They, they are more accessible. So I realized Washington, D.C. was a great place for me to set up a, an African newspaper and have access to all these resources, all the libraries, all the people coming. And there was also a huge African population here. and so. I moved to the U.S. to do my business, and so that's what I've been doing since I came back in April 2017. So on 17th of April this year, is going to be exactly one year since I moved here, and yeah. That is that is so impressive and, and, and so powerful and very moving in, in many different ways, Simon. Uh, and to be perfectly honest with you, I'm struggling to to <laughs> to not just dive completely into all of that because it's so incredibly interesting and very very different than what what we've heard before on our show. So, absolutely thrilled that you're joining us today. Let me let me try to stir it a little bit of the way into some of the the the, the questions that we like to ask our guests and to ask you to define success. What is success to you in a personal and professional way? What's your definition of success? I think success to me is to be able to do some of the things that I've been able to do. Go from being an ordinary journalist, writing articles, but being unable to understand WordPress and decide one day, you know, maybe I can learn this thing. And the ability to have learned WordPress, to design website, to know how to fix bugs, to be able to add any plugin, to be able to, um, you know, do every single thing that I want to do on my website. How do I post articles? How do I post pictures? How do I use videos? And so the ability for me to do it and to now teach other people, to be able to tell other people, these are the things that you should do. You need to be careful about plugin. You need to be, these are the essential plugins that you need to have. This is how you design your website. This is where you can go to buy a theme. This, this being able to do all those things and being able to, you know, build something from, from scratch. And moving from Africa and being in Washington, D.C. and doing it and joining other people who uh, were already expert in WordPress and learning from them and seeing how every day I kept improving. And to me, that's what success looks like. Yeah, that's a great success uh, definition. And you know that ability to learn and, and to share 
you certainly, you know, in the in the span of this conversation, have talked about learning English and learning it not just to speak, but to write to the point where you're getting Ford Foundation grants on the back of writing that. And I and I'm guessing that French, you might have grown up speaking it, but you probably speak other languages as well, mm-hmm. uh, coming from Cameroon, and perhaps you even write other languages as well. But then to go on and study advertising, and then to learn journalism, and then not just to to stay as an academic journalist, if I can put it that way, to becoming a working, practicing journalist with the uh, very scary stories of being arrested and and all the, to be simple about it, all the challenges that come with that. Uh, what a what a wonderfully positive definition of success. Let me let me ask you this again, kind of trying to keep with our our show a little bit is to continually continually achieve the success that you have. What's the single most important thing you do every day? Mm, I, I think two things. Uh, the first thing is that I keep doing the same thing. Like I have this schedule. I I almost sleep on my website. I wake up with my website. Um, there are breaking news that come from Africa because of the time difference. Um Usually I wake up around 4 a.m. our time, but it's already 10, 10 a.m. Nigerian, West African time. And so I scroll through my email to see if I receive a statement from a government agency, from one of my reporters. And so I try to post them. So first thing is I keep doing the same thing. The second thing is I do, I read a lot. Because I came to realize that you can't be a leader if you do, you are not a reader, and and I read oh, I virtually. Like <laughs> yeah, if you want to be a leader, you need to be a reader, and so I read a lot. I keep I read. I I don't finish them. That's maybe one of the challenges that I have. I, I I read one book and then I see another book and then I move to the second book. But I read something every day, and so. And I also pray a lot. I have this small group in church. I go to the district church in Washington, D.C. And, you know, great church, great people. And so we meet every Mondays and every Sunday. And so being with those people and being able to go through my Bible and also doing the work every day, I keep doing the same thing every day and keep reading every day. Those are the three things that have kept me and I keep practicing also. Because uh, I've realized in WordPress, for instance, there are new things that happen every day. There are new plugins that come into the market every day. There are new ways of fixing bugs every day. There are new ways of posting videos. And and one of the ways that also makes me to keep being ahead of many people, especially where I come from, it's because I try to, in quote, cheat. Uh, I will go to Huffington Post. I will see how they do it. I will say, how do they do this? I will go to Washington Post. I will see how they do it. Uh, I, I just saw something on a breaking news on NPR. And when they publish a news story, they share it on Facebook. I see a breaking news that appears on Facebook. I don't know how to do it. I've seen it like two weeks ago or a week ago in the New York Times. And so I, I try to see how these newspapers, these digital newspapers look like. 
and I try to imitate them. I try to cheat. I try to learn. I try. I watch a lot of videos, YouTube videos, and so I mean, I have, as I said, this. I have so many videos I watch every day. When I can't do it, I try to read on Google, and then I watch video sure. and try to see how I can fix it. Yeah. Yeah, so that 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 approach to learning, uh, you know, you're calling it cheating, and, and and it's in air quotes, and and I get that, and I'm smiling as I say this, but I mean that's that's the very nature of learning, right? That's what books are, right? Where you know we're cheating by studying the words of the older <laughs> of the masters that came before us, yeah. and that's what going to classes and and you know we could figure it all out on our own, or we could sit in a room and take notes while somebody who knows it tells us that. So. Uh, I, I, I love that, that, that work that you're doing to constantly learn by exercising your mind and your brain, uh, on a number of different levels, the practical of growing your business and your newspaper, but also the spiritual through church and the, the mental through reading. That's, uh, you are, you are living what you, what you, what you are trying to achieve. And that's great. Yeah. I, what you've achieved is pretty amazing and and it's interesting i mean we are a wordpress focused show but there's so much here to talk about but i will you know talk about wordpress and one thing that we've heard from all of our guests is the role that wordpress has played in their life and in their um, maybe not in their success necessarily but in their how they make a living and so it seems like wordpress you've, i know you've embraced it and it's helped your website uh operate and function the way that it does. Um, and it's also, I think, something that you become mastering so that you can help others, as you said, and and do some work in WordPress. So talk a little bit about what your your goals are, what your plans are with your with um, with your website as well as with what you want to be doing with WordPress on the side or how how those two things work together. Certainly it's you're staying on top of what's new, which is which is Great. Okay. The, the the first thing is that I couldn't have achieved any of this without WordPress. Um, my website is built on WordPress, todaynewsafrica.com. Uh, everything I do on it, uh, even when I'm trying to learn new, everything is WordPress from the way I built it to the way I manage it every day. And I, as I said, I watch a lot of video, YouTube videos and try to see how other people do it. Um, I intend to have the most, you know, the most popular and the most professional website, WordPress website that focuses on African news. You know, I cover the State Department, the Pentagon, and different government agencies here. And oftentimes when I attend this thing, I'm the only African in the room. Most time, I'm the only Black person. And with this, African accent that people find it hard to really understand. But, you know, and, and, and sometimes this talk about Africa and I'm the only African in the room and there are like 150 journalists and there's no one from Africa except me. And so I'm trying to build something that will be really great, be a good representation for Africa, being able to ask the right question and give the right answers. I want my website to be a place where people can find answers, where people can come with questions and to find answers. Because at the end of the day, that's 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 the main thing. If you build a website that doesn't answer any question, 
if it's not a platform or a place where people can come seeking knowledge, where people can come trying to get value, trying to find answers to their question. If someone asks me, for instance, when is the Nigerian presidential election? They should be able to come to my website and know, yeah, it's going to take place in February 2019. And how is a Nigerian president elected? Yeah, he's elected. He needs to have 50% of the vote. You know, so I need, I'm trying to build a platform that will give people answers about Africa. That's in a nutshell, that's the platform I'm trying to build. And I want it to grow and and I want it to be recognized and I want it to really provide, as I said, answer to answers to people who come with questions. And you have reporters back in Nigeria that work with you, or do you go back and forth at all? No, I have, yes, I've, I have people who work for me. I have one reporter who is here in the U.S. In He lives in Maryland. I have a few reporters in Nigeria, in Cameroon, in Ghana, and someone in Kenya. And I have a, free, free, a few freelancers who who are not regular, but from time to time, they say, hey, we can do an article on this. But one good thing that I've done to be able to pull all this through was to really connect to government agencies, Amnesty International, Human Rights Watch, making sure I know when the issue statement about human rights abuses, also to be connected to all the government agencies. If the government of Cameroon or Nigeria release a statement today, I should be able to receive it at the same time the New York Times or CNN or NPR are receiving it. And a statement is a statement, so is what you make of it. And I've been able to build a platform and I have all these statements that come from all over the world. And I have these reporters who send their articles. Sometimes I need to rewrite them because most people don't really understand how you know, how you write for an international audience. There are people who don't know where Africa is. They don't know how many countries are in Africa. And they don't even know where Cameroon is, where Nigeria is. And so when you are writing for them, you need to be able to give them perspective so they can make sense of what you are telling them. What is Boko Haram? Is he a person? Is he a terrorist organization? Is it is it a country? So... When the senders do, I write them. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing what a newsroom has become and where it can be located. <laughs> I mean, really, when you think about over time, uh, Simon. Something else we like to ask our guests is about advice, and I'm sure in all of your uh, experience, you probably have received and given a lot of advice. Would you share with us the single most important, best piece of advice that you've received and implemented in your life? Yeah, I think here in the U.S., I. I don't know if I'm well placed to give advice, but I've I've seen the generosity of people. When I go to YouTube and I see people who release knowledge for free, I see how I see I realize that everything is almost out there. And you can become any single thing that you want to be now if you have YouTube, if you have books, if you have Google, if you have if you have, you know, if you have, if you are willing to access those things, you can become anything because there are a lot of people who are ready to give knowledge and who have put knowledge out there. All you need to do is to access it. 
So I will tell people, uh, I don't know, maybe you should just start a website and write about your life or something. And if you don't know how to do it, go on YouTube, go on Google, go on any, all those, you know, encyclopedia, they will teach you how to do stuff. And so that's the single most advice, the, the, the big, the biggest thing that I've learned here in the U.S., the generosity of the people, the fact that people give knowledge for free and someone just wakes up and says, okay, today I'm going to teach you how to build a, web, a WordPress website and, and they do it from scratch. And another person will say, I will teach you how to make your website fast. And another person say, I will teach you how to iron your clothes, how to cook this, how to do this, and, and all those things are then. And these people are giving all these things for free. And so I will just tell everyone, you know, go on YouTube, go on Google, go on Quora, go on all those platforms and access the knowledge that is already there. That's great advice. Thank you for sharing that. Welcome. Simon, we've we've got just a couple of minutes left, and uh, I wonder if you could share a little bit about uh, your involvement with the WordPress community. We were chatting before we we started to record our show here that you're you're active with your your local meetup there in D.C. and in Northern Virginia. Tell us a little bit about how you found that, and you know what you make of it, and how you're involved. Yeah, so I. I mean, I that was the strange thing that happened to me. I was trying to post a story one day. I, I never knew anything about the meetup in Arlington, beautiful place. And so I was trying to post a story on my dashboard and I saw it and I saw that cool, there's a WordPress meetup. And I, I had so many questions. So, and I decided to join them the next time and I got there and I saw all these people and the first day I got there to the WordPress meetup in Arlington I met someone who showed me how to reduce the size of my picture and make my website fast and because he solved the biggest problem that I had and I decided to go there every day and I began to volunteer and I met different other people there, you know, Terra who, you know, made presentation, different people who taught us about plugin, about, you know, how to monetize your web WordPress site, how to how to expand it, how to be careful about the plugins you should use. So yeah, I, I learned a lot and I'm a volunteer. I'm gonna be there tomorrow, Wednesday, and just to volunteer and trying to, you know, share, you know, learn from people and share knowledge. That is that is awesome. I love that. So you saw it in the WordPress dashboard and said, I'm going to go find out more and learn. I absolutely love it. I yeah. absolutely love it. We're lucky in Arlington that you found it. <laughs> Simon, thank you so much for sharing your story. I wish we had a lot more time. There are so many more things to talk about wrapped around your experience and journalism and what's happening in the world. But we'll have to save that for a meetup, you and I. <laughs> So thank you very much. Can you tell us where, tell everyone where they can find you online? So uh, people can come to my website first, todaynewsafrica.com. They can also follow me on on Twitter uh, at Simon Ateba. They can also maybe send us an email, contact us at todaynewsafrica.com. Great. 
Simon, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, it was an absolute pleasure having you on the show. My my only regret is that we only had half an hour. I feel like we could have we could have been there for half the day or half the week, and maybe even half the year chatting. So, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Liam. Thank you, Tara. Thank, thank you for having you. me. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the show. We sure hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. If you like what we're doing here, meeting new people in our WordPress community, we invite you to tell others about it. We're on iTunes and at hallwaychats.com. Better yet, ask your WordPress friends and colleagues to join us on the show. Encourage them to complete the Beyond the Show form on our site to tell us about themselves.